Hello and welcome to the Care Vive podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and I'm thrilled to be joined by founder and vice chair of Care Vive, Madeline Hertzfeld. Madeline, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Well, I am very excited to talk about some interesting changes that will affect a lot of people and important information that you are going to put out there. But before we do that, let's hear a little bit about your background with CareVive. Uh, sure. So I'm an oncology nurse by background. Um, I started CareVive um, about 10 years ago as one of the co-founders. And um, we really started, um, everybody was getting up and running on their electronic health records. And um, we wanted to support clinicians and patients with tools that, you know, all aimed to improve quality. Um, so improve the patient experience, get to better quality and bet better clinical and financial outcome. So let's just jump right in. We all know that change is inevitable when it comes to trying to meet the needs of patients specifically we're talking about. We want the best care for those patients. So right now we're basically seeing an out with the old and in with the new. So the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Innovation is leaving the performance-based oncology care model, or OCM as we refer to it, behind and embracing the value-based enhancing oncology model, or OEM. So tell us a little bit more about this change and the timeline with things being rolled out. Sure. So um, as many people know, um, CMS's first value-based program called the Oncology Care Model started five years ago, um, and it really had several elements to it. So um, they encouraged, based on um, clinical research, um, health services research that has been done specifically oncology about specific care transformation um, activities that um, result in better clinical outcomes for patients. And so CMS was um, very generous in giving um, um, sites that were participating funds to um, complete practice transformation and put these um, new activities um, for care management into place. And they, um, there were several of them, 24-7 uh, access patients would have to their care team, giving patients care plans and survivorship care plans, um, having navigation programs, sort of the pillars for good quality care. Um, that program ended in July. Um, and so for all of these practices that um, went through the test of time, the five years with this program, um, they they came back to CMS and um, were excited about all the changes that they had made based on this program and are looking for that, well, what's next with, with everything that we've done. And uh, that's why CMS came out with this enhancing oncology model, which, you know, CareVive is very supportive of. And we, um, of course, really applaud all of these efforts, not just by um, CMS, CMMI, but also those practices that are really eager to give the best possible quality care to patients. Um, so two of the main differences in this new programs as it relates to the practice transformation activities um, is the gradual introduction of electronic patient reported outcomes and monitoring patients in between clinic visits. And the second is around health-related social needs and having health equity plans and really being sensitive to delivering care that is equal for all. 
Um, so we're really excited about those changes. And in terms of the timeline, we're really encouraging everybody who's remotely thinking about it. You should be responding to this RFA to um, it, with CMMI, which is due September 30th. And with that, it's completely not binding, but it allows CMS, they will give you back really valuable information about your practice and target um, goals for costs of care. And it also gives the practice more time to really consider um, the different practice transformation elements and if this is something you wanna pursue or not. So if anybody's thinking about it, they absolutely should respond to the RFA. Um, CareVibe will help with that um, application, which is very simple. Um, it doesn't take a lot of time at all. We could do that free of charge for anybody thinking about it. And then CMS will get back to the practices by the end of the year to say whether or not they've been accepted. And then we think that um, around the March-April time frame is when there will have to be a binding commitment. So that would be in 2023 with the program starting July of 2023. So we talked about some of the key differences, but at the end of the day, we just want to make things better for everybody. So you talk about the programs and, of course, the patients, most importantly. So what are some of the benefits that both parties can expect to see by this change? Well, um, as I said, each of these practice transformation elements, there are eight. And, of course, CareVibe has blogs and a lot of content on our website and on LinkedIn and other social media elements. Um, really just explaining the different activities and how we can be supportive um, and with these two new ones. Again, um, health equity is on everybody's mind, um, going all the way up to ASCO, which is the professional society for um, medical oncologists, really endorsing health equity. Um, and also, we've been looking at patient-reported outcomes for decades now, and there have been numerous um, well-researched, um, validated clinical trials that continue to support when you use PROs in oncology clinical care, all the curves go in the right direction. Hospitaliz hospitalizations go down, quality of care goes up, costs go down, um, everything that we're looking for in improving the, the quality of cancer care. So since 2013, Madeline, you were talking about how when you founded CareVive, um, what your background was and, and why you wanted to be a part of that. And since then, CareVive has dedicated itself to helping those affected by cancer. I'd like to read this statement from your website, if I can. We strive to reshape cancer care delivery by making living with cancer truly livable and treating cancer financially viable. So what kind of impact do you see this new model having when it comes to the work that you do with CareVive to help cancer patients in the future? Sure, so um, I certainly, uh, we could spend hours talking um, about that. There's so many tools within the platform. So um, I definitely encourage people to go to our website. We have a number of blogs on this or reach out to um, our team to learn more. So I'll just highlight um, a couple that, you know, I'm very sensitive around and, um, you know, we've been very focused on care planning with patients and making sure that the patient's voice is honored and that there is congruence around um, the goals of care um, and that there's transparency around the goals of care. 
Uh, we have a number of tools also to help clinicians, um, geriatric assessment tools to make sure you're looking at a patient's physiologic age, not just their chronologic age, when making treatment decisions. Um, of course, remote symptom monitoring and um, the feeling that patients get when they know that they're being proactively monitored um, by their care team. Um, so, so many good things that I know improve the patient experience that I feel so proud um, that we're able to help the care team and their patients. So we're hearing about a lot of benefits with this, but it's not necessarily a one-fit deal for everybody and not necessarily the best case scenario for everybody. So there, there can be downsides connected with this as well. So what can you tell us with regard to people who may be considering taking on this new model, but things that they may need to know about too before they make that decision? Yeah, so, um, you know, it's not um, all rosy, right? The early feedback that we're getting from a number of our centers is that this is really a financial decision right now. You know, um, health systems today, cancer programs are really, really strapped, right? Margins are super low. It's hard to find resources, oncologists, oncology nurses. We hear this everywhere. So these are financial decisions right now that cancer programs have to make. And they're also going into this program where automatically there is two-sided risk. So there is the chance that they can get performance payments for good quality care, but there's also the chance that they will owe Medicare money and that there will be a recoupment to Medicare if you know, they don't hit target savings, which is really, really difficult, you know. Um, so I want to be sensitive to, of course, the oncology care team and the administrators, the, all the cancer programs out there. They want to do the best job possible. You know, like all of us, everything comes down in the end to dollars and cents. So, you know, I don't want to not acknowledge that that is a really big um, consideration right now, if not the biggest consideration. So um, in response to that, you know, it may not be the best program for everybody. Um, we're encouraging a lot of um, folks who are thinking about it to do um, a data analysis, like an actuarial analysis. There's a number of groups out there um, who do that specifically for this model to really help people use data to make an educated decision if this is the right program for you because it may not be, which is okay. And it just means there's other avenues to put these quality metrics into place. So um, I think just, you know, making educated decisions um, and having data to do that is really, really critical. A lot of information there. Madeline Hertzfeld, founder and vice chair of CareFi. Thank you so much for joining me, Madeline. If they would like more information about what we've talked about today and just with CareVive in general, they can go to the website. The website, um, all social media, we put some amazing content um, um, up there. And of course, the best is reach out. Um, we always can request a meeting on our website um, to talk to our team. Madeline Hertzfeld, founder and vice chair of CareVive. Thank you so much for joining us, Madeline. Appreciate your time and a lot of great information you put out there for people who are going to need it. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for joining us today on the Care Vibes podcast. I am your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. We hope to see you soon.